I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This week on Feel Good Friday, our weekly segment where we dive into the weird and wild news in the world of health. This week, smack to crack. Spaceballs. Zero GED. No brain, no problem. And what's worse than pink eye? Eye syphilis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I would say that. I would say that it's eye syphilis sounds worth worse yes. than pink eye. It's, uh, I mean, syphilis is just a. I mean, I know that it's pretty much not. I mean, if you get it treated, which most people do. Yeah. It's not really an issue anymore, but it's a really nasty sounding well, yeah. word. Yeah, eye syphilis, um, a little bit of a bigger deal, I think. We'll get into it. Uh, it's some public health stuff, uh, which is very fascinating as my partner just became a public health nurse. And so I'm kind of getting the lay of the land for how public health works. And very interesting story. Not public health here in Canada, but it is down in the U.S. And it has to do with a, uh, a cluster of eye syphilis cases, which we will get into. Um, before we get into anything, actually, you know what? All right. I know that you want to talk about the, um, the, the decoration that we just received from, uh, from the queen herself, uh, or at least her representative. Uh, but before we do, I just want to just, let's lay, let's set the tone for today's episode with a little bit of a pick me up. If anyone's feeling blue or down or low, as we come into this almost holiday weekend, you know, we're getting, we're getting there. Uh, I want to just play something for you that might bring a smile to your face as much as it brought one to mine. Um, I can't wait. We all know how much I love <laughs> chiropractor videos and this one just, just makes me laugh. Oh, oh what? Oh, he's going to do it again. <laughs> oh my uh, God. He just paralyzed that guy. Oh dude, he just, did he knock, did he almost, did he knock him silly? Oh, <sighs> well, that's um, not real. That video uh, is about three minutes long. And, and here's, the, here's the joyous part. I, I split up all the cracks, and uh, I'm just going to sprinkle them out throughout this whole episode. No, It'll be did, very did, fun. Did yeah, you yeah. actually? Yeah, I did. So uh, that was number one. We've got uh, four cracks in total. <laughs> um, but uh, before we get to the cracks, before we get Jesus to the eye syphilis, um, we had uh, the, the great pleasure and, and even greater honor of being awarded a meritorious service medal or meritorious service decoration from the Governor General of Canada. And uh, we, right after our live show with Gabor Mate, we hopped on a plane, we flew to Ottawa, and we went to um, Rideau Hall at 1 Sussex Drive, which is the home of the Governor General. That sounds prestigious. I'll tell you right now. Number one, Sussex. It, rolling up on that place, it is prestigious. The, the entire, uh, first of all, huge thank you to the Governor General. Uh, even bigger thank you to whoever the fuck out there in the world nominated us. Um, because that's the, that's the way that you get awarded this, this decoration is by a nomination. And we don't know who did this. 
So if you're listening to this right now, I get it if you want to stay anonymous, but like, just it let us know. It, cool it would be so you, nice like, to know who that was. If you yeah. just told us, it would be sweet. Because um, you nominated us, and then a whole committee of people then looked into your nomination to make sure that you're not full of shit. And they came to the conclusion that you weren't full of shit. Guys, I know. And we thank you for that. Was I it know. Your mom? It was Louise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. It Louise. was Louise. She felt so bad. She did, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a great honor. It was an incredible experience. And we weren't the only ones awarded uh, that day. There was people there uh, receiving, you know, medals of bravery. And, and a number of people also received their meritorious service decoration. And uh, it was a very surreal experience because a lot of the people that were in that room being awarded this medal um, were people who are really, truly changing our country. And so, of course, to be in that room at that time with those people being honored in the same way felt very, um, uh, imposter syndrome was very much like a real part of that. Uh, and of- one past sick boy guest. That's right. Was also honored at the same time. Yeah, we had Alexis. We uh, Alexis came up to me in the, in the, uh, in the, Oh, we are getting breakfast. Yes. Alexis Hilliard from, uh, if you don't remember or don't recall, we did an episode with them uh, years ago, live show in Calgary. Uh, the creator of Stump Kitchen, the amazing YouTube cooking show that, uh, that tries to uh, break down the stigma and spread awareness uh, for, for people who are living with limb difference. And uh, so that was really cool. By the way, Alexis has been uh, painting her stump lately on Instagram. And have you cool. guys have you guys looked at her Instagram? I have. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah. Like the the paintings of her stump are so sweet. There's there's a lot of really cute ones. Stump underscore kitchen on Instagram. If you want to check that out, I just um, can't stop thinking about how when we did the live show, we made guacamole <laughs> using right. her stump as a as a tool, and and handed it out to the audience, and it was. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a couple other uh, uh the guacamole well, and how we made it. There was uh, other YouTubers there, ASAP Science, uh the the guys from that, which yep. which was really nice to see yeah, them. And also so the Mitch uh, and Greg from uh, ASAP Science. The uh the director and writers of Come From Away. That's right. Yeah, right. Which is really cool. And the producer. And Come well. From Away is like a gigantic deal. Yeah. In theater yeah. which yeah. The, like is why we had the imposter yes syndrome. that's right i mean i mean those were like the other artists yeah uh there was i mean one guy got an award for creating some sort of technology to detect like you know radiation poisoning in the earth to i mean it's just a, a whole trip uh, so there you go taylor showing our showing off our medal there and uh, so we're just going to wear this wherever we go. If you um, want to see the medal and you're just <laughs> listening, you can head over to YouTube yeah. and be part of an exclusive group of people that will uh, see this on YouTube. <laughs> and it's weighty. It is. Yeah. That's my favorite part about it is it, it feels important. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It feels like you, you could, dude, if you put this in your hand and you punch somebody with it. I'm going to get, I'm going to get a Prince Albert and hang it off of it. <laughs> That'd dude, be cool. That would actually be sick. You know? Stretch your foreskin. Yeah. Out. That well, would, oh, well, that would really stretch it. Oh, you don't have any foreskin. Yeah, yeah. It, it would stretch. Ice. It would make. It would give you new foreskin. Yeah, that's right. yeah. It would. It would. Yeah. It would. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, yeah, yeah. Well, let's yeah. stretch this analogy. <laughs> it would. It would. It would take your dick skin, your shaft skin, <laughs> and, and it would turn make it into foreskin. It into foreskin. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, <laughs> we got a medal from the governor general for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, a huge huge thank you to to, to a huge shout out to uh, the person who really helped 
It's um, a mystery. Make all this happen, which was uh, the event coordinator from the governor general's office, Julie. Julie, she it. was. Uh, Julie she, it. she made a very yeah. a, a seamless experience. So I should say you, the Julie. last thing that I will say about this is that we actually didn't get a, a meritorious service medal for this. I think they probably didn't use none of the reference material was probably Friday episodes. I think all, I think all of the reference material yeah. was for the people that have been amazing and brave and courageous and bold and come on the show, sh- yeah. shared their stories over the years and um, and allowed us to to share those stories out into the world That's and. Right. And make make a difference. So yeah, so we'll be uh, we will be printing and copying a bunch of these uh, medals. We got like a whole um, like medal making kit, and we're gonna just send these out to all eight hundred guests that we've had on the show That's over right. the years. Uh, guys, can we actually get a three D <laughs> printer? Uh, y- you know what's funny is uh, <laughs> I have something that I was gonna say, and I actually can't say it right now because uh, we'll get in trouble. So I'll say it after the recording. But remind me. It okay. has to do with um, jewelry. Um, okay, so let's uh, move on to uh, to boners in space sure. uh, or the lack thereof. Um, there is, uh, I, I meant to actually, I prepped this for our Gabor Mate live show. We didn't have time to get around to it, so I bumped it over to this week. Um, there's been a recent study. So, so we've talked at, at length about this on the podcast before, but when it comes to space, um, as we are now a space-faring civilization. We have, we've had, I think since 1996, I could be wrong off by a date or two, but uh, 1996, I believe since that moment to today, there have always been at least six human beings who are not living on the planet earth and instead are living in space on the international space station. It sounds crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy thought, that. right? No, they're decommissioning <clears throat> the uh, ISS. Um, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Are, yeah. Um, so that is a wild thing to think about, right? And so the, you know, the natural sort of progression there or evolution of that is maybe someday we will see more human beings also not living, living here, but living, whether it be on the moon, on the surface of the moon or on the surface of Mars or what have you. And having so, cyber trucks. Uh, yeah. And with that would come, uh, before we get to that step, there's a lot we have to know and learn about what happens to the human body in space over a long period of time. And so we had a researcher come on the show who's, who was studying the effects of sex in space and all the things that come with that. And here's the thing. NASA um, and, uh, you know, ESA, the, the CSA, JAXA, all, the, all the, the space agencies in the world, they've very much been hush-hush on the topic of human sexuality in space. They don't want to touch it. They, I'm sure they've been looking into it, but they just don't want to make any comment or talk about it whatsoever. Kind of like aliens. they got to be um, looking into it, right? Because they have to be. It's kind of... Super crucial. Well, you think right. of you think of the amount of time that astronauts have spent in space, and I, I heard this thing uh, last week that uh, the optimal, actually, from an ASAP Science episode, uh, they said the optimal uh, time to masturbate is every five days. That's right. Um, yeah. And if you don't, then you you run the risk of clogging your pipes. Yeah. Uh, and if you do it too frequently or more frequently yep. than that, run out. then oh, you uh, you out. can run out. When you give a sperm sample for uh, doing IVF, they give you like a specific, like you need to ejaculate, like you need to ejaculate and then you need to not for I think three days. Yeah. And then you give yourself back up. So oh, for sure, astronauts are masturbating on the oh, yeah. spaceship, on the ISS. 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say any any names, but like, you know, Schmish Madfield probably jerked off in space at one time. Definitely. I mean, they follow such a rigorous schedule. It's got to yeah. be a part of the schedule. So um, with that, there have been people trying to make waves and study the effects of sexuality in space. And actually, this might be one of the first times that NASA itself has come out with some data. Um, and it's data that is uh, not so fun for people with penises. Um, long duration space flight might lead to erectile dysfunction. Outer space is not an environment that is very welcoming to us earthlings. Um, we've talked about this before. Microgravity wreaks havoc on our bones, on our muscles, uh, on our blood availability and distrib- distribution. Um, and then of course you've got the radiation up there, which is probably not great over a long period of time. Um, you also have heart problems. You've got vision problems. Like it's just zero G really fucks the body up. But there's something else that might affect some astronauts who go to space, which is ED. I already know why this is, but yeah. go on. Okay. All right. Stu- I'll, I'll, before I get to it, I'll ask your, your thoughts. Okay. Studies of the sexual health of astronauts are actually quite limited. Uh, and what is known is usually anecdotal and based on word of mouth. But sexual health is an important part of general health, despite the general uneasiness of space agencies to look into it. Researchers at Florida State University simulated the effects of microgravity on a group of 43 male rats. This was done by, uh, uh, well, I mean, so before I get into it, why don't you tell me what your thoughts were? Uh, On why you get ED in space? Yeah. So the reason why is one, because NASA is telling you not to jerk off. So (laughs) because they're telling you that, then you feel like you shouldn't, you feel like it's bad. And so it would be... And they're um, watching you. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's what I really think it is. Yeah. I think it comes down to performance anxiety. So like right. the fact, it's like, it's like if somebody's talking to you while you're trying to pee and it's really difficult for you to pee. Imagine you have this like, this earpiece in like 24 seven, your schedule is like totally laid out for you down to the minute or even down to the second every day. And you look at the sheet and the call sheet doesn't give you a time to masturbate. So the last thing that you're thinking about is when are you going to have a time to to mm-hmm. clean your pipes out? Yeah, and I mean so, for for reasons I'd rather yeah. not discuss. Like what I, I, I I'm, right. I'm actually yeah. super I'm actually super comfortable with peeing when people are talking to me. But like, but I get I I take your point. Like I understand exactly what you mean. I'm really curious why you don't want to discuss. Well, that. I just don't want to. Just don't want to go into it. Okay. Because you enjoy it, right? Okay. I'm just saying I'm I'm comfortable with doing it while people. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm comfortable with well with doing it while people are say, say it and we'll believe it. Okay, You're, why are you comfortable? I'm comfortable because I, I do, and that is really for me. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'm glad that we bleep that. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna come. Um, so, <laughs> so what they did was they took 43 male rats. Was and, I right? And no, you weren't at all. Oh fuck! Uh, you were the, uh, actually, in fact. Um, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumb yeah. for having listened to it. Yeah. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your okay. soul. Yeah. That's good to know. So, um, so what they did was they took 43 male rats, and they, they simulated the effects of microgravity. This is, this is actually... It's sad. It's, it's sad. It, it, it is, it's funny, but then, but then when you think about that this is live rats you go god damn it's not yeah. so funny they put them in a zorb ball and rolled them down a hill even worse dude oh no they they lift up their hind legs oh, at 30 no. degrees for four weeks 
Oh, what? This is an image. I mean, that's just torture, dude. Like. No it, wonder that is torture. Yeah, it's, oh, no. it, it's literally they're just going. You know, we've this, seen this. This isn't <laughs> a like. See, so this is the problem with with study. This is the problem with some some studies. Is that study design is horrible, dude? <laughs> this is. Not a simulation of <laughs> no, microgravity. Look, look, this watch. is a simulation of torture. It's yeah. It's uh. It's, it's yeah, pretty dude. Bad. Like, yeah, dude. Whoa! I got coffee in my hands. <laughs> dude, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh my God! Uh, oh, dude. Now hold on. I'll get a boner. Yeah. Let me get. A, let me get a boner real quick. Oh, <laughs> so a control group of an equal number of rats was kept on the ground. They got the. They were the lucky ones. It's called hind limb unloading, and it's not a perfect simulation of microgravity. No shit. Uh, but it does provide some important insights. So the rats in both groups were then divided into three subgroups and exp- <laughs> fuck this suck. It would suck to be reincarnated as a test, a lab rat. Uh, they were, they were divided into three subgroups and exposed to galactic cosmic rays, GCRs in the GCR simulator at the NASA space radiation laboratory. Uh, GCRs are protons and ions moving at high speed. And the rats were exposed to either high levels, low levels, or no radiation um, and I'm sure that doesn't feel good over a long period of time. It probably uh, actually doesn't really feel like anything. No, no, but it, it will feel like something once your skin's melting off from the melanoma that's wreaking yeah, yeah, havoc yeah. on your body. But that's yeah. after the study's over. That's true. Uh, a year later, the team looked at signs of erectile dysfunction in the rats. They measured more oxidative stress and narrowing of blood vessels, which is endothelial dysfunction. Dude, they were traumatized. No wonder. In the tissues around the penis in the animals um, that had radiation exposure compared to those that didn't. And even at low doses, microgravity could also increase these two risk factors, but to a lesser extent. Despite the limitations of the study, it is important that this is investigated in humans. And I can tell you right now, we're not going to be doing that by stringing up a bunch of humans with one of their legs up and fucking making them hand their hold their weight up with their hands and shooting cancer into their eyes. But uh, the long-term effects is certainly concerning, but the team believes that this could be uh, alleviated by taking antioxidants. Although this has not been tested yet. So I have a question. Why yeah. wouldn't they Eat just... Eat Why do they? Surely they have uh, rats on the International Space Station. Yeah, they got lots. Right. So, like, why don't they just uh, test those rats? Uh, there's probably not enough of them. Yeah, good question. I don't know. They, they're probably um, testing They're probably testing other stuff with them up there. I feel um, like it's more accurate, at yeah. least. Uh, let's move I mean, on. Like, you got to think, because you got to think about, the, yeah, exactly. Testing other stuff, like the pr- their priority of what they're testing. Yeah, right. Uh, and obviously, it's like, oh, fuck, when's, when, when are we going to get new rats up here? Yeah. You know? And we yeah. can't fucking just torture the fuck out of these ones. And Well, they wouldn't they, even have to they be they that just tortured, decommissioned, though. so they might as well just string well, those fuckers like, up until they decommission. So actually, just to touch on that for a second, the interesting thing was that they were like, we don't know. We actually don't know. We've known for a long time. The ISS is actually was supposed to be decommissioned in like 2000, like the late 2000s. They keep extending it. And, and they're, they're basically going, this needs to come down and we can't blow it up because the space debris yeah. with all the satellites yeah. is no, is a no go. Um, we can't shift its trajectory to send it off into space because we don't, I think they said that they don't have the correct power to launch yeah, it. They wouldn't have so the it, pro- it will, it will, propulsion it come, to do it. It will just make its yeah. way back and bringing it down is obviously like a bit risque. It's it's. I think they said it's the size of three football. Fields. Yeah, the thing's fucking massive, dude. So yeah, how are they going to get it down? So anyway, they're putting out um, 
contracts for to go up and for dis- like en- engineers it. to come up with oh, a yeah, method. Yeah. Well, they, they might as well disassemble it the way that they assembled it, you know, with the Canada arm. But the resources to like up there. be going up, that would probably take yeah. several trips. I mean, you know, yeah. whatever. It's yeah. Complex and very expensive no matter what way. Yeah, Crazy. right. Yeah, and there's a housing crisis, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> there is, Fuck. yeah. Fuck us, right? <laughs> um, but so, we gotta get the space station. Let's uh, let that, that was let a it a, fall. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little bit of a bummer. Let's cheer ourselves up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's his hand. Oh, I thought it was a hand. Oh, oh god! Oh. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> That's not real. Oh huh? my god, it is, and I don't know. I I know it's not funny, but it's so funny. What? Yeah, it is. It's Dude, uh, it's great. It's funny? great. A V N. Sorry, that's that's uh, that's, a, that's the that's porn. The porn. Um, uh, yeah, America's funniest home videos. A F B H A F V. Thanks. A-F-V. Um, let's move on. <laughs> I was like, you know, A-V-N. what is that? Is that the um, <laughs> is that a is that like the award? The A V N is the adult. Video. I like how you always have that. Sound ready to ah, go. Dude, I love built it. In. I love it. It's, it's probably standard. So let's move on to um to to this story about uh, a man with a pea brain. With a what? With a pea brain. Isn't that like an in? Wasn't Brian that an old Stever in? from Halifax. <laughs> Nova, uh, there was a so th- this this actually blew my mind. Uh, there was a healthy functioning man who survived a very long time with pretty much no brain. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, um, is your brain on vacation? Why the hell did you go and do that? That's probably what people have said to this man. And he said, actually, I don't have a brain. I literally don't have one. Although, you know, he probably driving isn't the only thing. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't, I don't think he knew. (laughs) So in a 2007 Lancet study, doctors described an incredible, incredible medical oddity. A 44 year old civil servant who had lived a normal life despite having an incredibly tiny brain. <laughs> the French man went into hospital after experiencing weakness in his left leg for about two weeks. Doctors were quite surprised when they took scans of his brain and found just a huge fluid-filled chamber. Uh, the scans showed that the man had a massive enlargement of the lateral third and fourth ventricles, a very thin cortical mantle, and a posterior posterior fossa cyst. Now, none of that makes any sense to me because I don't know enough of the brain, Um, but researchers noted in the study uh, all of these things that they saw. In short, while fluid normally circulates through the brain, it's regularly drained. That's what happens to all of us. Um, But instead, in this guy, instead of draining the fluid into the circulatory system, the fluid in this man's brain just built up. Eventually, the accumulation of fluid resulted in only a tiny amount of actual brain material. The man's medical history showed that he had to get a shunt inserted into his head as an infant to get rid of a buildup of fluid in the brain. So this was like, you know, he was born, he had this sort of like fluid issue, and they went, all right, we'll stick the shunt in, should take care of it. Uh, It's known as a hydrocephalus. Um, uh, That was the, I think, the name of the disease that he had. The shunt was eventually removed at age 14, he complained of left leg weakness and some unsteadiness. And then the man went on to just live a normal life. He got married. He had two kids. Tess showed he had an IQ of 75, which, you know, is below the average of 100, but not considered any sort of like disability. Uh, quote, what I find amazing to this day is how the brain can deal with something which you think should not be capable, sorry, compatible with life. Dr. Max Munich 
from the National Human Genome Research Institute told Reuters. Reuters. <laughs> In another case, um, a 12-year-old named Trevor. So this isn't like there's a there's a number of these cases. Um, I, I I took out two, but but here's one that kind of stuck out. Uh, another case: 12-year-old Trevor Judge Waltrip shocked medical professionals when he survived as long as he did with only his brain stem. What? Trevor passed away, um, they say last year, I don't know when this was written, um, after going his entire life without a brain. But again, he was 12 when they figured this out. Uh, he suffered from a rare condition called hydrenencephaly, 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 uh, whereby the cerebral hemispheres are replaced entirely with cerebrospinal fluid. So literally... Just, just fluid. Just walking around with water in the brain. <laughs> um, people with hydrocenephaly uh, usually survive for about 12 weeks. And this kid was alive for at least 12 years. That's so crazy. You know what's wild about this? Though? I can't help but think uh, about... And what yeah, was I his mean, situation? Was he he, like... was he was able to breathe on his own. He was able to respond to stimuli, but he was blind okay. and unable to communicate. So, I mean, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't like so this really... French guy walking around just living his life. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But he was... He was, he was alive. He was alive. French guy responding. The French guy in particular. This reminds me of. I was watching a video about um uh, uh neural networks last night, and um and there are three. Unbelievable, Brian. This uh this your 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 ability to just weave AI into the conversation. It's I just, mean, it's, well, it's, it's, it's it's really astounding. It's very it's very relevant. Yes. So there's Every day um, they get closer to being humans. So. There, it was showing how the models work, um, receiving the input, and then and then how they transform that data, that input to to get the output and there is um it was showing the working models for three different versions or three different models so there was the nano version there was gpt2 and then there was gpt3 and you could like move through in 3d space the models and look at how the data was transferred through it and the thing that was really striking to me is how small the the nano model was the smallest version um, compared to the biggest version, but how relatively good the output was right. considering the size. So like right. when I think of this yeah. small brain that is able to still, you know, ha- like be in a person that has an IQ of 75 or whatever, yeah. who has lived most of their life and has functioned, you know, quite normally throughout it. It makes me think of like how compact we could get, you know, something like um, the brain. Yeah. Yeah, they, they said uh, these cases show not only the you. adaptability and resilience of the human brain, but also how little we know about one of our most important organs. Um, cases like this force neuroscientists to rethink how we view the brain, particularly what functions different uh, regions have and how the brain adapts, adapts when these regions become damaged. Uh, it's like, you know, the, the, whole, the whole notion of neuroscience is... There's all the stuff that we know and the stuff that we know, you know, like the stuff that Andrew Huberman dives into and the stuff that we've heard from like neuro um, neurosurgeons and stuff. It's so fascinating. But then when you think about the stuff that we don't know, it is so unbelievably vast and like mind blowing just to think about the amount that we don't know. Especially we don't when know. we think about how much we don't know. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Like the three yeah. of us. Yeah. 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 Personally. Yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. We're, I mean, like, you know, you heard it earlier, but like, you know that that's actually the hallmark of smart people. Is <laughs> how much they know they don't know. Right. That is. Wow. Yeah. That yeah, is. Wow. That actually, that's, fuck, uh, that's dude, true. we're smart. Yeah. Yeah, dude. How yeah. smart are we? 
But I you mean, know what I mean? Like, like, like even the thought of consciousness, I've been thinking a lot, smart. I've been thinking a lot about consciousness <laughs> lately and, um, and it's, you know, I don't like, I don't know. Like, I just, I wonder if we'll ever truly grasp it. We won't. You, you, us three, you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think, uh, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, do you mean like to go human back beings to, though? Or like, yeah, I mean, like human, in our I lifetime, I, if I, we will? No, no, or? I just mean human beings in general. Yeah, I think uh, eventually we'll have a, well, I think, you know, hundreds or thousands of years from now, we'll probably have a much better idea about it than we do now. Yeah. Or, in yeah. a, I mean, for sure yeah. than we will in our lifetime. I honestly think that to go back to AI, like I think that if, I think that the way that we generally like, I mean, the three of us generally talk about AI and think about what the potential possibilities are for AI. I think that those possibilities that we talk about and the idea that we won't know are incompatible with together. Yeah. I think that, I think that if we think this about AI, therefore we almost need to accept that we will understand. Right. I hear what you're saying. I I hear what you're saying too. So we won't, I mean, it's not that we will find it on our own. We will be told. Or taught sure. what it's like, yeah, which is trippy to think. Totally, that it, it that the likelihood. I think it becomes more. I think it becomes more and more likely every day that humans are not going to be the ones. They aren't. That humans are not going to be the ones. Humans to solve are not cancer. That's not. Or no. uh, it'll be whatever. NHI. It will be NHI, and it, uh, which includes AI. Sure, uh, that yeah. is that is NHI because like that stuff is going <clears> to <throat> go. That I think. Yeah, I think the amount of time that humans need. To solve some of the the biggest health issues that we are faced with as a species, we're going to get to a place faster where AI can make you those know what's, discoveries. You know what's interesting, guys? This is a here's a thought. So like AI will have the ability to like do, you know, for example, let's take a a, a random profession like a lawyer. And obviously it's the first it profession can, to go away. Right. So well, yeah. So it's definitely one of them. I mean, it like AI is really great at understanding a set of rules and then outputting based on those rules. Um, it makes me think that our jobs are actually safe because AI, it would be hard to train an AI to have as dumb conversations as we have. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you can't really like <laughs> the, yeah. like dumb jobs are kind of safe in a way. Yeah. Honestly, you know what? I, I and I know we're getting off track here and we need to get back on, but I will say that messing around with uh, ChatGPT around like writing writing um, models and stuff and and getting outputs for um, like script paragraphs and things like that. I find that the problem with it is that it, and, and I find the same thing with Grammarly. Like Grammarly just asked me to make changes to my writing that I go if I made that change. This would set this makes it no cold. longer me. It makes it cold. Yeah. It makes it depersonalized. It 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 does not have the it cannot have the tone that and I mean if you look at some of the most famous writers of all time, if you look like Hemingway, like no one no teacher is gonna teach you to write like Hemingway. It's just not the way that you are taught. Alcohol to write. will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But AI and, can write better uh like Heming like sorry. AI can write more like Hemingway than it could like you just because it has more data. If you ask that it to write like Hemingway. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying that that uh, it's hard to... Yeah, you're right. It's hard to give I mean, it... It's a, the AI's biggest... One of AI's biggest obstacles is is having the warmness that a human being... I mean, even if has. you ask it to have that, it can do a better job of that, but, but you can tell when people use AI to write things for them. I mean, if you totally. look at like 
LinkedIn posts or or even emails that you get from time to time, you can tell if somebody's used an AI totally um, tool. Because there's always like that. even if it's like a, a hundred word thing, there's like three words where you go, oh, right. Yeah. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts. Chapter pronoun. Point of personal privilege. I just have a yes. point of personal privilege here. I would love to uh, to just play this. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, that one might have been the last one. I mean, I don't think he can take much more than that. But uh, AI won't take that. But guy's I did job. say that there was four, so there is more, and we will cap it off. Uh, AI with that might prove that he is. Not needed anymore. I don't even think we need AI <laughs> to prove that. Um, so let's uh, let's move right on to this week's edition of um, five women got eye syphilis from the same man. Oh no! Raising questions. So uh, again, I just I just mentioned and my, eyebrows. My uh, my <laughs> my partner uh, close to the eyes. Kira is a is now a public health nurse, and she's been working from home. Um, a couple of, of days of the week here and there. And uh, yesterday I was just kind of there while she was doing her work and, you know, just kind of picking up on like what her work consists of. It's really fascinating. You know, it's, it's fascinating to see that that line of work. I mean, really, it, it, for anybody who's not familiar, it's like her job now is she used to be a, a CVICU nurse um, in the cardiovascular intensive care unit. And so she's treating patients like, you know, patient just came out of heart surgery or a patient that is, you know, um, is, you know, on their on their like last legs of life because their heart was shutting down. And now she's using Canva to make posters about <laughs> the latest fucking STD. Outbreak. Not even not even now. She's now she is a nurse for the community. And and it's it's really interesting to see. So, like, basically, if, you know somebody comes down with hepatitis C or somebody gets syphilis or somebody gets, you know, uh, somebody gets um, RSV or COVID or something. It all goes through this office and they have to, you know, her job is to have this like case and follow this case and then ensure that anybody that, you know, has been a, a, a sexual partner with this person that has just been diagnosed with HIV, that they like do the outreach. And, and it's, it's, it's just, a, it's so interesting to see um, that side of, of this work. And so Is she when I, calling people to like, yeah, break that yeah, news yeah. She's got a burner phone and everything like a fucking well, work phone that she's got to call and like, you know, she has tons of clients. They don't say patient. They say clients. If she calls, calls you on it, does it say blocked ID? If she calls me on it, then, uh, then we might have an issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so in, uh, in the U S there was this case, uh, there was, there was a, a number of cases, a cluster of cases of eye syphilis. Um, it is the first of its kind cluster in five women, all linked to one infected man. And it raises the possibility that a new strain of syphilis bacteria has adapted 
to more easily cause systematic syphilis, particularly uh, uh, particularly disease that affects the eyes and central nervous system. A report of the cluster and what it might mean is published in uh, a couple of days ago in by Michigan health officials at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. I don't want to. I don't want to like be a fucking laugh and a half. That paper. I don't want to be gross um, or uh, presumptuous in this situation, and, and I'm oh, and I'm asking off. this from a uh, from a serious perspective. Like the the okay. first time that I hear eye syphilis, mm-hmm. my brain wonders. Yeah. If. It was sexually transmitted in the sense that, like, I'm I'm asking this from a serious place. I know you are, and and to be honest with you, Brian, I don't know the answer. But Brian, my assumption, Brian, don't kink shame. Okay, it, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, just wondering. No, no. It's, it is a valid did, question. Did this person did they ejaculate on in the face? This of, is him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm asking this from a serious place. I'm just wondering, was it that he ejaculated into five different women's faces? <laughs> with Yeah, so I think... I, oh, my God. I, I'll, I'll ask Kira tonight, but I believe that this is probably a case of semen getting into the eye. I don't know how else. I don't know how else you could get eye syphilis. I mean, I could be. I totally could be wrong, but I think that that's. I have an idea, and I think this. Guy, I have an idea, and I know. What, I know what the common thread is between all these five women. Contact lenses, prosthetic eyes. Oh shit! Of course, they were cha- swapping them. No, they just yeah. remove them, and it's a network. Yeah, and. Not quite. It's a. It's a. Can I can I Google this on my phone while you? uh, Yeah, sure. So I guarantee they all have FetLife accounts and they uh, all list. Well, hey, 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 hey. come on now. Sex as a thing that they're into. So, um, so I'm I'm graphic warning here. I don't might need to like take this out because of YouTube. But here is eye syphilis. Uh, that is fine. Just looks like bad pink eye. That's ouchie, dude. Um, pink eye, dude. That is that looks more like something out of that looks um, like satan's eye that looks that's like what evil that looks dead like. yeah that no, looks doesn't like, doesn't look as bad as the tripophobia stuff from last yeah. week that actually so, looked totally fine eye syphilis aka ocular syphilis is not new syphilis bacteria uh treponema pallidum formerly spirocata pallida are known to be uh to be able to spread to the eye as well as the inner ear and central nervous system when sexually transmitted infection is left untreated um, this spread can lead to blindness, deafness, and life-threatening neurosyphilis if it remains untreated. So what I gather from that is that this could have just been uh, regular, you know, P in V or P in A um, uh, intercourse that led to syphilis, and then that spread to the eye. P and A. So it could have been that. Or it, it does. That. It does sound that way. So it says here, how does ocular syphilis spread? Yes. Uh, it spreads by close skin-to-skin contact with an infected person. Most often, syphilis spreads through unprotected oral, anal, and vaginal sex. And eye okay. sex. Um, you can also pass it if you're pregnant. Uh, you can pass the infection yeah, to, to your, your fetus. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't say anything about facials. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, but ocular syphilis is actually <laughs> quite rare. Um, it's only found in about 1% of syphilis cases, similar to inner ear uh, and neurosyphilis according to a large analysis published last year. When ocular syphilis does develop, 
it most often seen in people who have late stage syphilis. So people who are 65 years of age or older, or people who report drug injection, uh, drug use, or those who are HIV positive. So, so okay, so I, I think what I'm gathering here is that it actually has nothing to do with facials and more so has to do with you got syphilis and this can progress to ocular syphilis if left untreated, and which is why this is kind of eyebrow raising uh, for, the, for Michigan because they're going, well, this is interesting that all five of these women ended up getting eye syphilis. I mean, I don't want to read between the lines, but it almost sounds like you can't get it from facials. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So, so uh, shame on us. Yeah. Um, but in this cluster, the five women all had early stage infections, which is quite interesting. So maybe, but maybe you can, maybe you can, um, they were all, <laughs> they were all between, there's nothing funny about this. Um, but I will say all these people are fine now. There's something um, funny about everything. There is, yeah. Uh, they were all between the ages of 40 and 60. Um, so, hey. <laughs> uh, anybody out there who's thinking that, that? that their mom does not like to have sex, mo- moms and dads still have sexy time, okay? Uh, depending on how old your parents are. Um, but also, it doesn't matter how old they are. Uh, your mom might have might be able to keep going. Jared. Your mom can get syphilis, you know? Do, you know? do you guys know that the highest rate of sexually transmitted infections in the state of Florida is in the geriatric population? Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say, um, uh, 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 what's it, uh, Mar-a-Lago? No, it's not Mar-a-Lago. It's the villages. It's the villages. Is that the right. retirement communities you know, where they... That was you know, a joke at Mar-a-Lago. That was a... Yeah, oh, was, oh, that, that was, was a joke. Sorry. joke. You yeah. know, uh, Kyla's... Uh, Ky- I'm going to come. You know Kyla's... What I mean? Ky- Kyla's work. Kyla goes, uh, uh, Kyla does, um, she does, uh, training software training for, uh, for a system that like contract that like, uh, small companies use for like contracting, like landscaping or HVAC or whatever, something like that, like stuff like that. And she, she gets off the phone with somebody one day and she goes, Oh, I just spoke to somebody from, uh, that works at the, the villages in, in Florida, and uh, it's the biggest retirement community in the world. I've been a number of times. And I went, and you know what else it is? <coughs> they're fucking. Mm-hmm. They're, they are. They're, 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 they're doing that more than Actually, I'll, I'll bring this up for next week's episode, but there was just a, uh, a big issue with um, um, like unlicensed resale of Viagra pills or something like that in the villages. Nice. Yeah. Fuck I yeah. mean, somebody's got to rep, rep the corner. <clears throat> so... Um, uh, these, uh, all the, all the patients here, all the women were between 40 and 60. None of them reported in direction of drug use. Um, and this ocular syphilis cluster is almost the, is also the first one documented by, as being linked by heterosexual transmission. Um, the string of cases, this is really fascinating. So the string of cases began to unravel and just listen to the dates here in March, 2022, when the first woman patient a was referred to the Kalamazoo County Health and Community Services Department, or also known as the KCHCSD, uh, by an ophthalmologist. The woman reported blurry vision, fear of blindness, and genital lesions. Okay. Testing indicated syphilis. All right, on the right track. She reported only one sex partner in the past 12 months. She met the man online. So within a few days, the state health department reaches out. So Kira, basically, reaches out to the man. And the man that what they say here is uh, reached out to the man, but was rebuffed. The man the, rebuffed just means rejected. The man just went fuck off, hung up the phone. Okay, so that was March twenty twenty two. 
In April 2022, patient B is admitted to the hospital with neurosyphilis. An ophthalmologist had identified cranial nerve abnormalities and had sent her to the emergency department. There, she reported headache, mild hearing loss, blurry vision, double vision. She named the same recent sex partner reported by patient A, saying she too met him online. In May of 2022, we got a little bit of a pattern here. It's a fucking syphilis bandit. Once a month, the syphilis bandit rears his ugly head. Patient C was reported to a local health department in southwest Michigan. She had a full body rash, floaters in her eyes, sensitivity to light, and cranial nerve abnormalities. She again reported the same partner as AMB. She met him online. Patient D was diagnosed with ocular syphilis in what month? June. June of 2022. Uh, Again, named the same guy. And in July of 2022, patient E was admitted to the hospital with ocular syphilis, neurosyphilis. And again, named the same dude as the other cases. Uh, The other, the other. This is literally uh, a case of, this is a special uh, uh, law and order SVU. Dude, that is Kira's job. It's like, it's, 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 it's. Finding the syphilis. It's detective. It's detective nursing. Yeah, it's fucking. It's, That's cool. It is. Yeah, it's very neat. I miss my calling. Um. So either way, they ended up tracking down this guy and went, "Look, buddy, please, you gotta wrap it up, and also you gotta come in." And so all the women and the man were treated for their infections, and since then, no other cases in Michigan have linked back to anyone in the cluster. The fact makes health officials hopeful that they've stopped the spread of this nefarious, unidentified T. polydium strain. Stop the but it's impossible the to know without wider surveillance and identification of all sex partners. You know, guys, it's easy to shame this guy, but, you know, he had to get it from somewhere. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Probably a animal, maybe? <laughs> I don't, yeah, well, oh, oof. I don't know. Well, um, we'll again, never know. Not here to I mean... I mean, it's like what came first? Yeah. The bestiality is legal for the, some places. The first person with syphilis, or like who is the first person with syphilis? God, we, you know? guys, we are the just, first person ever? Yeah. Dude, there, there's time always time a patient zero. Long but how do we know? Where, and where did they get it? Yeah. It's like the Big Bang. We don't even know what happened before dude. that. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up with this. The last one. Oh, jeez. Just for good measure. That's not. Oh, dude, what the fuck, dude? Where, they, where are they? Dagestan? I don't know. I don't, I don't like know. That. But I do love it. Uh, and uh, and I hope someone out there hated that. That's uh, that's what makes me laugh harder. If you're watching, you definitely um, hated that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that is it, folks. Hope you enjoyed that. And uh, and if you didn't, let us know. Um, you can uh, leave a rating and a review. And in the review, you can say it was awful. One of the hosts just played terrible sounds of a man screaming as another man uh, who who was acting as a chiropractor beat the living shit out of. We him. actually do love scathing reviews. Yes. If you now 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 here's a, here's what I'll say. If you if you have a funny scathing review, but you're doing it for the sake of comedy. Give it five stars. Fuck that. On the rating. Commit. Fucking commit. And then give <laughs> One it a star. Don't, don't commit to that bit. Um, also, by the way, just to let you know, if you're including our names personally in the review, you can add MSM to the end now. That's right. Because yeah. we are yeah. meritorious. Yeah, please use metal. our post nominals. Yeah, we have, we have yeah. post nominals. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we definitely won't. Yeah. We won't respond Canadian ever. Service medals. And uh, if you yourself have had any kind of um, eye issues, um, we would love to hear from you. It, it, I, one thing I didn't play uh, in the, in the episode, but the the syphilis the, that picture of the eye reminded me of this. Oh no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! <laughs> I don't have my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah! 
God bless Nick Cage. Classic. I'm going to give that guy my MSM. I watched the uh, I watched the unbearable weight of massive talent again. So good. Last week. (laughs) So good. Um, But uh, if you want to support the podcast, come on over to Discord. Let's hang out. Uh, Lots of fun chats over there and a wonderful group of people. Uh, So we would love to have you be a part of that community. You can find the Discord link in most of the show notes of each episode of the podcast. And uh, if you again, like we said, leave a rating and a review and uh, commit to the bit. And if you want to be a guest on the show, uh, go to sickpointpodcast.com and fill out the guest form and just be a, be a darling. And if you want us to produce a podcast for your association or company, you can reach out to us at Snack Labs. We, uh, we do that. And a huge thank you to the folks who help make this show happen. Annika, the harmonica, our production assistant. Thank you so much. Jeff Lotus, uh, Donovan, uh, Rich O'Coin. All, all of the people who helped make this show a possibility. That was probably, that was mostly. And all the There's, folks over at CBC Podcasts. And, and, yeah. and you know, uh, like our, our families and yeah. our friends who also support in, yeah. in some ways. Those like, five women them. who got syphilis in the eye. Governor General. All yeah. the people who have shared their stories yeah. in the past. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. We really appreciate the people, you. AM, AMK, AMK Leasing. Yeah, who, the, yeah, the managers of this building that yep. we're in. Yep, totally. My great, great, great grandfather who... Um, you know, had sex with my great 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 grandmother to make my great great grandfather, yeah. and hey, then that whole line. Speaking of speaking of sex, um, one thing that I thought was really funny, and this is also tied to Kira's work as a public health nurse. Um, po- our post nominals are MSM, Meritorious Service Medal, uh, decorated individuals in the civil division. Um, MSM in public health stands for men who have sex with men. So, That's sick. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Uh, so that of the, is instead of the. Instead of the flag, after our names on like social platforms, just MSM. It's just like a double on tundra, uh, folks. That's it for both this week. Things are true. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor, and I'm Jeremy. And this, <laughs> this is sick boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.